Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I think it's I think it's time to also let the you know let the listeners know I now podcast with fingerless gloves. This is the era. <laughs> It's it's getting chilly here in L.A. Brooke needs to keep her her hands warm. Her circulation's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be. But also, how dare you? I may have also just fully evolved into the era of having a personality crisis before your 43rd birthday and thinking you're (laughs) thinking I'm an L.A. street tough. Which is what I look like. Well, it is Dodgers versus Giants, so someone's going to get stabbed. Uh, it's going to be a little wild tonight, but yeah, I know. I mean, that we're this is going to come out tomorrow. Very quick turnaround for us, mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. woo, it's going to be a hot one tonight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you also look, you kind of look like a greaser. You're wearing a sleeveless yeah, white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm just like, this is who I, I'm a muscle shirt girl. These yeah, days. Are, they're so cozy and like really flattering on me. Though they're great. Reason. No, when when like because we are women of bigger chests and bigger arms in it's general. Muscle fact. tees are preferred over tank tops in many situations. Um, basically, we're also they're rebooting uh, the Outsiders with an all female cast starring Whoa! you and me. Starring you and me. <laughs> That's not real. It's 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 fake news that I hope is real. You know. Are you Dolly? Are you Pony? Who? I mean, obviously, I want to be Soda Pop. Um, Uh uh Pony Boy, uh Pony Boy Curtis. Soda pop, all the, I mean, that was like, okay, so I know. I can't get burnt up, Brooke. I can't get burnt up. <laughs> I know a lot of our <laughs> listeners are very young, but if you just check out the movie, The Outsiders, that's when like well, every heartthrob was a fucking, a, yeah. a baby. It still might be, it still might be required reading. Who knows? Possibly, but that is like one of those movies that blows your mind to remind you how long some of these actors, A, have been in the game and, um, you know what they all looked like before, like, you know, a little bit of corrective surgery. Everyone's dogging Tom Cruise's face after he was spotted at the Dodgers Aww. game a few nights ago. Well, oh, really? Well, I'm yeah. not paying attention to anything. No, you I know. We'll get into it. You were off the grid. Guys, welcome to Sidework Podcast. We're about to get into it. I'm your host, <laughs> Brooke Van Poplin. Hi, guys. I'm your other uh, recently boosted and zonked as fuck host, Aww. Andrea Wallace. That's right. She got because she works closely. It is a it is a fucking skin to skin it's it's a extended skin contact sort it of is, job so she had to get boosted it's essential uh it yeah yeah i do fall under a healthcare therapeutic category if you will so it was time uh, and i'm fat so i qualify <laughs> congratulations thanks 
I'm uh yeah, I've the only reason I should have seen my doctor in July for my yearly, but I was like, I don't want to get on that scale and hear about it. And I've, <laughs> I've been well. pushing, I've been pushing it. Uh where I I've I've been like, no, 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 I'll drop a few. And Brooke, it's just time to go. You're not dropping a few. It's okay. You know? Yeah. It's okay. Um, um, I yeah, zonked. I thought I should wait a couple of days after recovering from the epic weekend uh wedding event I went to in Utah, Brooke. It was like all service industry, like my my chef cousin and his chef buddies, his Traeger buddies, his brewing buddies. And they're all like uh, river rats. They go so hard because they all like are certified river raft guides that are also chefs. So like they do it all. I heard it. it I mean, and I think they're the same thing, but I heard you say river rat. Um, river rat. That's what they call them. Okay. Got it. <laughs> then I heard yep. river rafting and I was just like, yes. yeah, but I think they're, they're all, it's a they cultural. rafters adamant and they call themselves river rats. Yeah. Right. They, uh. They take big swigs of whiskey before they go uh, down rapids that could murder you. Um, this is their life. And so it was a very epic weekend with beautiful food and tons of beer and mushrooms and lots of whiskey and tequila. Um, it was, I was tired. <laughs> I know. It's like, and just when you recovered, you're like, you know what ought to seal the deal for me? Like you went and got a booster Boost shot. It. And you're like, but you're it. like back Back to square one, baby. Yeah, it's all good. (laughs) It's all good. You're here. You know, we've we've had a little bit, you know, because we um, did that two parter with Allison so that Mm -hmm. you guys could take off for like a nine day adventure. So it's nice. I'm I'm truly catching up in real time on the pod as we like to do. Uh, spooky season's coming, eh? So let's take this moment, if we will, and we certainly did in the last podcast, to please send us your spooky stories. You guys know that we love doing these Halloween episodes so fucking much. We I'm really so do. so happy about it. Uh, so any, I don't know, tales of Moida? Moida. Uh, ghosts, Moida at you. Ghosts. Uh, anything Halloween adjacent and the old thinker even them our way yeah please we 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 love to share it i think you know usually we do two two weeks it's not just one dedicated episode the scary shit will begin next week and then it will mm-hmm. go well it'll what it'll drop on the 29th as well so we'll have mm-hmm. a, our first scary episode this following the fri- uh, friday after tomorrow or no friday after today you're listening today so it'll be a week from friday the scary will start and then actually on the 29th a fully dedicated Halloween episode. I've been talking to one of our friends of the show who uh, they, it, it, they're, they're, let's just say I'm very excited because it's not restaurant adjacent. I just think that we should have them on and they agreed and we'll talk in a little bit, but we're just going to get into a completely spooky service industry. Are you, or what are we? Okay, I mean, let me tease it. Let me tease it. I told you it's a service industry for the dearly departed. It's a friend of the show who is a mortician. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. And they are they are very uh, down for the cause, down you know proud of what they do, down to walk us through it, but also uh, seem to have a good sense of humor Ooh. about us wanting to sandwich it into Halloween week. You know. <laughs> That's a sandwich I can take a bite of. I will eat you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Um, God, I'm going to get through this episode. Like, and not to be a spoiler for any show that you and I talked about that we might have hate watched on Netflix. Uh, maybe spoil alert on someone who does or doesn't die in the show, but I'm just going to quote him saying, I did my best. No, and actually, and I, I, I had did, to clap I back. I did my best. I had to clap back at, uh, at, at fucking Father Paul and just say, no, you, your writing team failed you. Your writing team did not do their best. Midnight Mass is one mass of a mess. Oh, God. But we don't need to. I none, No one was around hey, after I finished like watching all religion, it. religion, it starts with the best of intentions. We just finished a cold episode. Yeah. Everything starts with the best of intentions. It all, you're kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then it jumps the shark. Uh, spoiler alert. Big time. <laughs> you know, and I think a lot of restaurants... People who want to own a restaurant, they start with the best of intentions. <laughs> start with the best of intentions. And uh, slowly devolves into what, you know, why you guys send a server submitted I, stories. You know what? I am getting it now. The ending of that is just basically everybody weeded so hard that the restaurant just is burnt down yep. at the end of the night. Yes. I felt like that. I have felt like that. <laughs> Truly, where you were like, you're like, you that darkness comes over you. You're like, burn it to the ground. You yeah, know, I've, just- me- I've met the dawn knowing full well I have to work a brunch shift in a few hours. I know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want everybody to watch this show so they can be on in on the joke with us, Brooke. In on the joke. Yes. But anyway, if anyone before needs- I ruin it. Yeah, totally. But yeah, if anyone <laughs> needs to talk about what a mess Midnight Mass was, uh, because... <laughs> I felt very alone. I feel like it got a lot of re- really high praise. And I was like, y'all wrong. Y'all wrong about this there's high praise. There's parts I liked, but there's more parts I didn't, I it, think. It, and that's what it comes down exactly. to. Exactly. It it fell flat big time. Uh, anyways, um, yeah. we're not that kind of podcast, so we'll move on. <laughs> We're not gonna we're not gonna like instigate each other because we won't stop. I know we gotta stay on track. Stay focused. Stay focused. Let's let's do headlines instead. Okay. (laughs) I'm super into this. Um, okay, so as always, we love to find just food related or specifically restaurant and bar uh coffee shop related headlines. This one I just loved because it stood out and I think we can all get on board with this is you know, studies have continued to confirm that in our brain, while we're eating and snacking, loud food tastes better and that mm. our brain loves texture. So all hail the crispy food. The reason you might have a bit of an addiction problem to things that crunch and crackle and crisp in your mouth is because this is really fun Epicurious article that basically is like over time we've changed the narrative to tell the brain that um, crispiness basically means freshness. Now, Mm -hmm. that's all I mean, which is like, oh, yeah, a really crisp, wonderful piece of celery or an apple. Great. That all checks out, right? But then it we it goes out the window when you're talking about potato chips. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of like a healthy and at peak health or whatever. But apparently, like the more your senses and your brain and your mouth and everything is in alignment, there is just a lot of reward going on. For sure. And it, it kind of goes on to say, like, if you've ever eaten a, a very stale potato chip, it's a very specific moment. 
that you're like, no, 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 never, <laughs> never, never. Right. Because we've been trained um, in such a way that when anything, you know, I mean, that's why soggy French fries are one of the saddest, even though it's potato. I'll take a potato any way you want to give it to me. Mm-hmm. But a fucking soggy French fry is an act that flies in the face of God, you know, and <laughs> Our brains get very, very mad at. It. Even though I wouldn't call that like a crispy food, it's got it's it's got a bite to it, where yeah. you're expecting the salt, maybe a little snap or whatever. But this is not just your own necessary preference. It can be culturally ingrained in you, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas it might be, I feel like Americans are probably all about the crunch way more than some other countries. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No one wants like like uh like snotty like soybeans like they have in Japan or like flimsy mushrooms that might be in like like more Thai and soups and things like and that. And we are and we are like we're not knocking it. It's just it's not a celebrated, you know, it, it's not normalized in America where it can be a very sought after palate that you're raised with per se, but 100% like so like but I think they're finding that just the um like Americans fucking love some crunch baby yeah dude I like a crunch but I'm also like you know me I gotta like I need a contained crunch if someone else is like crunching well, on the food that's a different thing altogether <laughs> but I it's mean, a little triggering to read this and hear like slimy this that I get a little like mouth noise situation I, I get it you know because I'm just sitting here thinking like oh for god's sake like no wonder like in Europe or England specifically that they love their 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 chips, which are fries, mm-hmm. because everything else is you're just thinking of like mashed peas, mashed very potatoes, soft. very porridgey sort of nonsense, like tough meats and soft, weird porridgey shit. So like no wonder they're like, give me a well fried chip, uh, you know, and put it in my face because it makes me happy but like they were doing like they were doing um experiments where you basically oh okay it's like a sonic chip experiment so basically it's all about your perception of food and someone won a nobel prize for their quote-unquote sonic chip experiment that said that basically was like showed that loud chips taste better and and he did this experiment on people by increasing the volume of the sound of the crunch via headphones on a person's ear while eating some pringles which let's be honest pringles aren't the crispiest of chips yeah but they have a very specific mouthfeel when you crunch into they do so yeah but it made people believe they were 15 percent crunchier and fresher while sonically hearing the noise play back in their head. Absolutely. Cause this is what I was going to bring up is like when we're, when we're seeing um, like chips being eaten in commercials, it's all about the sound effects, right? It's all Ugh. about like making those noises that our sound engineers make for us to like give us that, like that's what it's supposed to be. This is the experience we're supposed to have. It's very Pavlovian where you're like, yeah, I want to make those noises. Cause I'm also thinking immediately then of like salty fatty foods that make my brain and tummy really happy. But yeah, it seems like fizzy things, things that sound bubbly and fizzy and refreshing. And then did you know, like, okay, because like I've been hooked on the on Topo Chico for like a few years now. And then like consumer reports uh 
article came out being like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like they were off shelves for a bit. I don't know if you remember. I was like, where is the Topo Chico? The Topo Chico got yanked because they have such high levels of a very unsafe chemical in them, which I. Yeah, right. And they put them back on. And and basically the FDA is like, this is still 12, uh, like 12 to 20 points higher than what any of us would recommend this is like after they gave Topo Chico a little bit of a makeover <laughs> and I'm just like calm it down with the minerals Topo Chico you're uh, killing us I know because I was just like that is a tight bubble you know like when and I was just like oh, like like I was so I'm so into it it feels like you're being punched in the mouth in a million I know different- it's so good I'll, I'll stick with like a jaritos like you know if I need to for sure but so good but um it just I found this so delightful that it's like I, I wonder if they did this study you know I was just like this study takes into account like regular old chips or maybe a Dorito or something which is a very nice crispy crunch uh, but I don't know if they saw kettle chips coming you know <laughs> like mm, break a tooth crispy mm. crunchy I you know and I think this is a really good uh, we're, we're moving into like more of a much text more textural season from like Halloween going into the holidays in my opinion I feel like a lot of comfort food is coming our way. Like Thanksgiving is coming, and that's what we want. We we crave the creaminess, the crunchiness of like how Ugh. these dishes make us feel. Like you said, so much emotion yeah. wrapped around it. And uh, <laughs> let's just say, emotional eating has become my Olympic sport of choice. I, also, Sonic Chip Experiment's a great band name. That I'm is, not, I'm gonna. I love that so much. So then we had another headline, and this will come to no surprise. Um, This goes back to the craft brewing industry, which we had some really great conversations and a great episode about, um, God, several months ago at this point. Mm -hmm, But, mm -hmm. um, okay, so the the Brewers Association, known as the BA, it's America's trade group for independent and craft brewer, which it basically reps all of these breweries and their employees and the owners nationwide. Um, in 2018, it was brought to their attention, surprise, surprise, that they needed to establish some form of a diversity committee because how many man buns and beards right. and, and white boys mansplaining hops to you, you know, can an industry really take like uh, the good times were bound, to, <laughs> you know, bound to blow up in their face at some point. So we're going on three years now of a serious initiative in the craft beer and microbrewery world to do better with their numbers of representation. And a report just came back that they're even worse than before, still being predominantly surprise, 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 uh, Caucasian male uh, identifying as straight. So it's, it's a very cisgendered white male um, situation. Now, it doesn't mean that there are not major players uh, coming into the game. They are just very few and far between. Yeah, and we absolutely showcased a lot of those players when we talked about breweries. And so, you know, but, it, you, you know, it is easy to find the unicorns in a sea of, you know, like you said, right. buns and beards and yeasty, yeasty bun beards. Um, and I, I feel like this just continues to, you know, we we had interesting messages from people who listen to the show being like, you know, I've always been attracted to the world, but like, should I do it? Is this a place for, you know, and I was like, listen, as someone who started comedy in 2003 and was one of three women in a sea of like 400 men, uh, it's not fun. It's not the greatest, uh, but you, like be a trailblazer, bitch, yep. you know, make your mark. 
What makes your me mark- so mad is my brain goes to the fact that like it's easiest for like white men to get loans. You know what I well, mean? Well, yes. And the 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 demo and the data that show that like thankfully that is changing. There's been a lot of pushback mm-hmm. because like we do mm-hmm. know historically banks are absolutely racist and make it harder mm-hmm. for people of color um, or like independent single women without like a male backing you know, and forget it. If you're a black female trying to be a brewer, like your extra, you know, your your hill to climb is even steeper. But um, the thing that's like really messed up, though, is right, is that the demographic on these brewery owners um, being mostly a white male dominated situation, they're showing more and more that um, essentially the American beverage alcohol consumer is increasingly BIPOC. And, you know, I don't know if I, I I know what BIPOC stands for, but is that how you say it as an Uh, acronym? Yeah. Black indigenous people of color. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, that increasingly is BIPOC and female at like 25 and under are starting to say right. And so I do predict a sea change. I also think if any of this data plants a little seed in your brain going like, oh, the numbers are out and younger more diverse people are really loving well-crafted you know beer that's made where you can see the process you're at the brewery and wouldn't it make you feel even better if you're like well then I want to get in on that game and I want this to be like an all black female owned brewery yeah making beers and I'm gonna double check that that's not already out there I know that I'm shouting out a place in Oakland called Hop Leaf which I do think is all female brewers up in California and a handful of other places. But um, yeah, when I looked into it too, I was like, there's a, there's a lot of, I think it'd be really fun to do a dedicated Instagram post um, to the people that I found who are uh, people of color and female owned breweries and brewers who are making a name for themselves. Absolutely. You know, we talk about this is just breweries, but it's like, I know a lot of people are like, but women don't like beer. Obviously we're talking about statistically, like it's changing. Right. But also like, if we're going to dive into the wine world, I think we can fucking find out that white guys run that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like... (sighs) Yeah, it's like, ladies, I know you're like, but like white wine and ladies, it's like, well, that's also just a big giant corporation selling, you know, anyways, I do think, you know, even this old stubborn bitch has started to open her palate once again <laughs> to beer. Like, I, it, it really you like a crispy pills. You always have. Always you know? have, always will, you know, and you would have barfed having I was, oh, girl, I was doing shots and ate the mushrooms and I was drinking like 10% coffee stout because that's what was there. Brooke, you would have like barfed all over the bride. You would have been like, sorry, I gotta go. Like, but it was delicious. My God. My (laughs) God. Um, (laughs) Either way, uh, here's what's up, guys. We're moving into something called surfer. Submitted. Stories. I specifically assigned this one to you, Andrea. Oh, good. First story is mine, guys. It's yours. Hey, yo. Was listening to your corporate restaurant episode and wanted to drop a quick line about Applebee's riblets. <laughs> riblets? <laughs> riblets are the curvy part of the full rack of ribs. Everybody with me that are trimmed okay. off to make the f- to make the rack, rack flat. flat. Yes. Yep. 
Okay. I know this because on my first date with my boyfriend, he revealed to me his father was the executive chef of Applebee's in the 80s and 90s, and therefore the inventor of the riblet. I mean, you put it out there going, what's a riblet? And then one of our listeners just claps back, well, my boyfriend's dad invented them. I them. mean, typically I don't put out until the third date, but you had me at riblet. Um, <laughs> thanks, ladies. Love you as always. Uh, also, P.S. became a vegan for 15 years as an act of rebellion. <laughs> That's what you do when your dad invents the riblet. You're like, I'm not eating any of that meat garbage. Father. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, that's a great, that's great information. Thanks for bearing with me as I got through it, guys. Thank you. She's been boosted, everyone. May we gently remind you, she's been boosted. Um, that's amazing. I also nominate you to be shot into space next. Uh yeah! <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Just while we're while we're I don't want to go with him. I don't want to go with him. Okay. Got it. You don't want to go with Bezos? All right, fine. No. Okay. Totally. Got I t- Listen, sorry. I understand. I just saw your boundary and I respect it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right. So here's another story coming in. Thank you guys, by the way. Uh, we still do need more. We got a nice little smattering, but hopefully the spooky uh, or holiday. Well, let's even just start moving into holiday shit if we have let's to. Let's just get packed and padded for the rest of the year, guys. Whatever it takes. Um... God, Andrew, you and I haven't even. There, there could be live shows at some point soon. We're, we're talking about it. We're trying to figure it out. Life <laughs> is weird. We don't know what's available. Anyways, we want to do it. We're just we're at such a weird crossroads. But we, it would feel so good to do a few Let's live shows. Let's get these shows. kids vaxxed. Let's get these kids vaxxed. I know. We'll, I know. Go. Right. Okay. So here's this next story. All right. Hello. I have been in the industry for 15 years, and I've had my share of different atmospheres from fine dining at country clubs to opening the Dave and Busters in Columbus. And now I have been at a small hometown diner for the last seven years where we're not called servers. We're actually still called waitresses. (laughs) Okay. Really quite the culture shock going from Columbus to a small town of 900 some odd people. Here we have this group of regulars that sit at a table that we call the BS table. And yes, that's short for what you think it is. It's pretty much a group of retired folk that sit around and shoot the shit for hours. Meanwhile, taking up your big table and leaving you a couple dollars a piece if you're lucky. Oh, God. Anyhow, there's this regular through the years that I have butt heads with. One time he stuck his nose back in the waitress station and grumbled at me while uh, while I was back there talking that he just had letting me know that I just had a table walkout and I replied with, well, those impatient people can go to McDonald's. I was like, what is this guy doing? Like role playing manager? What it got? Okay. So then he proceeds after I say that he proceeds to tell me that I got a bad attitude. Okay. That time I may have overstepped, you know, um, when he basically, when she's like, I may have overstepped when I was like, okay, those people can go to McDonald's and fuck themselves. Whatever. That guy was in your space. There's no oversight. He doesn't fucking, he doesn't manage you or write your paychecks. So who cares? Okay. So, but this last time was the straw that broke the camel's back. This old turd comes in and informs me that I'm getting only quarters today. I tell him that's fine. He always gives his meat to his dog. But today, the special was pancakes 
but he wanted eggs, toast, and bacon and coffee and said, don't charge me no $9 for it either. And I replied, well, that's how much it costs when it's not the special. So unless you want pancakes, that's what it's going to be. This just sounds like a mess. Mm -hmm. He sounds like an entitled regular. So basically after all is said and done and he gets a regular breakfast, it's not on special. I give him his bill and he snorts at me and says, well, you ain't getting a tip today because he was charged the cost of what it was. Okay. And I reply with, I don't make the prices. I have no control over that. And she's wondering, am I wrong to be upset? It's not the dollar or two he tips. It's it, it's really the principle, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, believe me, we're going to unpack this in a second. I sent the photo for reference so you can picture him. I will share that with you in a minute. He looks exactly like Cotton Hill off the show King of the Hill. Oh, I- yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm I guess I'm just out of patience. Our regulars sometimes come in and half an hour before we open, sit down and demand coffee. Like like the doors unlock and so they sneak in. Jesus Christ, like I'm still getting stuff set up and they expect us to drop everything to make them coffee. And they think they make the prices and the hours also help me blah 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 figure this out. And it's just like, girl, y'all need to lock that door. Um, she didn't sign oh, off. She didn't sign boy. off on the email. Um, but this does sound like small town, like the um, the coo- you know the kooks are running the asylum. Look, we all have the regulars that we can't stand. Big city, small city. They think they're entitled. We talk about it again and again. This is very, very specific. And I think it is a very specific thing to small towns when it's the only diner in town. Right. And they but... and like and like you don't know that like the person who had the job before you was like their cousin, you know, like some crazy thing where they just have so much entitlement because there is are not a lot of restaurants to choose from. But to me, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it should be the other way around. They should be grateful to you that you even wait on their dumb ass, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I did write back, by the way, when Jeannie was like, looking for help, and I was like, oh my God, her name is Jeannie. I was like, this old turd needs a lesson in tipping etiquette. You have our blessing to continue to be mean mommy to him until he behaves. You can have fun with it. Maybe if you feel comfortable roasting him a bit in front of the group, what is there to lose? They may all make fun of him for being cheap and then reflect on their own cheapness and do better on your behalf. If you bomb and make them all angry, well, then fuck. They don't come back. Maybe there's a win-win scenario in there. Great advice. I think it's if you're going to if they're going to lean into the stereotypes, you need to lean into them even more. If they're calling you waitresses, play the part. Be flow. Be sassy. Channel Mm -hmm. flow, you know. Mm -hmm. Kiss my grits. That's Cotton that's Hill. Exactly. So yeah, I, I I hope that Jeannie saw this. Um, you know, and it's just like just dish dish. You know, they if they can dish it and not take it, then that's not a true small town diner, as evidenced by the sitcom Gilmore Girls. Okay, you know, I mean, we've all watched. You, you gotta, and it could be an age thing. I don't know if you're a little bit on the younger side, even though it sounds like you've had a storied career in the service industry but we all know you could start at age like 15 and she could only be 30 you know but I think it's time to step into your truth step into your power and be like I'm the one who brings coffee you (laughs) shall respect me yep gotta barricade those doors they'll find a way to get in I guarantee it why don't you just leave then 
All right. So we have one last story for you guys today. Here goes. Hi, ladies. Love the podcast and listen every week. Thank you. We love you. So I've worked nights in the hotel industry for about 10 years, and I thought that I dealt with all the worst types of customers from entitled shiny tier members, drunk and demanding bar service at 4 a.m., even though our bar closes at 9 p.m., down to all the local methods who just want coffee and end up trying to guilt me into getting free stuff. But holy shit, I had no clue about all the damn creeps. I'm trans and started transitioning about a year or so ago, and I guess I'm starting to pass a bit more because about three months ago, I got my first, but not last, (laughs) creepy guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they'll be lighting up. Don't worry. Um, He was an older man and had come down drunk from his room to get more alcohol from our very overpriced lobby shop. He comes up with his $40, uh, a.k.a. $5, <laughs> bottle of wine and gets uncomfortably close and says, Hey, gorgeous, you want to you come up to the guest rooms? I can show you a fun time. And then he fucking winks. <laughs> Man, I've never felt my skin crawl like that in my life. I tried to laugh it off and say that I wasn't allowed to leave the desk, but then the fucker asks when I'm off, and I just kind of shut down and told him uh, no, and he left scowling. Yeah. I felt really unsafe and had no clue how to deal with a situation like this. Yeah. Totally fun to discover this new, I'm sorry, totally fun to discover this new to me type of douchebag, and I can't help but feeling horrified after making, I'm sorry, this is, I didn't do spell check. We can make a little note on this. Sorry. I can't help but feeling horrified after talking to my femme colleagues. Okay. Got it. Oh, yeah. Totally fun to discover this new type of douchebag. And I can't help but feeling horrified after talking to my femme colleagues and being told this type of creepy shit happens all the time. What the fuck, guys? Any advice on dealing with this shit in the future? Anyways, thanks for the wonderful show and much love. Godspeed and good tips. Love, Chloe. Um, this is, it does happen all the time. Yeah. And uh, we, the whole, you know, we talked about it, it in the hotel episode, Brooke, over and over again, that it's like you babysit drunk fucks because they stay where you work. They're sleeping there. <sighs> yeah. Um, you there, know, there is, are- there's no locking the door. There is no locking the door. It's the opposite. Uh, I feel like, you know, men like this have no shame and they will try and fuck anything. And what do they have to lose is I think what they think, you know, and it's disgusting. And I feel like they'll bulldoze over anything. And hopefully at one point, you know, they'll, they'll land, they'll land someone who works at a hotel. There'll be someone who'll be like, Oh, I'd love to, but it's like, they're going to keep doing it. And, 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 it makes no sense to me, Brooke. It makes no sense to you why this keeps happening. No, I, you know, I know it's a lot of bad behavior and, you know, I kind of jokingly in some ways was just, you know, to Chloe, I was like, you know, congrats on finding the version of yourself that feels authentic and true. And now, and now also apologies and welcome to being a woman, you know? Yeah. And it's rough. And, you know, I I think um, like 
welcome to the coven. You know what I'm saying, girl? But Absolutely. You, you're not like, and this goes to any woman or, or female identifying person that we've had the pleasure of interacting with or, or any advice that could come across. You're just never going to have perfect answers when you're cornered and caught off guard that way because the social contract is broken. You're like, yeah. I'm the concierge. I'm a professional. And you're- yeah really drunk and fucking got out of your room and wandered down here. I know. And it's so tough. And we always think of really great comebacks and one-liners lately or like way after the fact. But, you know, I think what you did being professional, telling them they're total, ringing them up and just shutting down more than fine, more than fine, all business and just be like, no, sir. And no, thank you. And to yeah. have a lovely evening, sir. Uh, yeah, I said good day, sir. Exactly. You just, again, you just need to be like, get out of here. Like, get, like, all you can do is be like, shoo, shoo. And again, just be like, I'm busy with another guest. Thank you for coming down for, you know, hotel concierge lobby shenanigans at 4 a.m. Thank you. Yeah, and just you know, be like, ring, ring, what was that? If you're alone or whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm needed in the bar where there's people around to witness what's happening to me. Bye. You right. know? But then, but then they're like, wait, the bar's open. And you're like, fuck, no, it's been closed. I, did, for I didn't mean bar. I meant the front desk. I didn't mean bar, Chloe. I- <laughs> <laughs> but you get you get what we're saying, that it's just like, you know, be like, excuse me, sir, one moment. And be like, ah, yes. Oh, oh. Oh, you're co- you're all the whole management team of all men is showing up earlier than expected. You know, in five minutes, you say, I mean, whatever it takes. People are drunk. It's easy to fool them. Uh, just be professional, demanding, and don't be afraid to call in for help if you need I, it. It is so shitty. Yeah, that I have to say, like, you got to thicken that skin, which is the shittiest thing to have to say. But it's just how it's not fair. it is. Until the, cul- um, until the culture fully changes, you're just going to, yeah. you're unfortunately going to yeah. deal with it. But you'll get smarter. And hopefully, um, I know it's not nice. I know it's not nice to hear that you just become a little fucking numb to it. But mm-hmm. I also think we are in a culture where you can uh, take videos and clap back at people and get them fired from their fucking jobs. So anyways. Uh, yeah. Oh. All right. Well, you guys, again, server submitted stories. Send them our way, Brooke. Where do they send them? You just, you just drop them, drop them right off. Okay, at sideworkpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Guys, we've been meaning to have this guest on for an obnoxiously... A long amount of time, but we keep learning better late than never. And sometimes mm-hmm. the timing is when it's meant to be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah. Andrew and I would love to welcome our friend, uh, comedian. I get to call it uh, like a world adventurer and explorer and food like fucking enthusiast to the nth mm-hmm. degree and host of yelling about pate podcast carl hess everybody oh my god great to be here thank you so Hi, much carl. thank you so He's much a... I, I do think of myself as a world adventurer so that that was a perfect intro you know i, I i'm always like andrea and i i don't know i don't know how you feel but like i'm just envious 
and want to kind of take life by the horns the way you do. I know, do. especially lately. It's just like, yeah, it feels like we're like wrapping up, you know? It's like, might as well get some good stuff in. Are we, uh, are we, <laughs> are we wrapping to, up here? Carl wants to taste and smell everything. Everything oh, in life. Oh my God. I mean, those robots, sure, they're dancing now, but they'll probably kill us like pretty soon. So, <laughs> you know, we got the they're robots, we got climate change. COVID-20 is going to be way worse. I'll tell you that, too. COVID-20. So, yeah. Also, do you know about the crypto viruses that are uh, in the ice shelf that's melting? Viruses that have been in the ice for millions of years that are now being released because all the ice is melting? We got those crypto viruses. So I'm saying just have fun. As You're much fun sweet. as you can. Are you, are you telling me we're going to have a Encino Man virus yeah. moment? Yeah. We, sometime, sometime in the next 20 years absolutely but and it won't be also, funny and entertaining you, like encino man are you guys aware that brendan frazier's having a huge comeback right now yeah is something As he happening oh yeah as he, he shouldn't. He do. never did anything wrong. He was someone no, he who he didn't. He just went gently into the night for a little bit, and we were sort of like, yeah. "I miss that guy." Now he's well, starring was, in the new Aronofsky. Turns yeah, out, yeah, there was like that photo that everyone passed around the internet of him looking like pretty chubby, not as hunky as mm -hmm. he used to. And it's like, how dare you? This man had the best ads in the world for like twenty years. Like, let this man get a little fucking. <laughs> meat on him let this man eat some he didn't eat cars for two decades let this guy live a little bit can what did I, you ever do person on the internet the can i say that it's not that it's a passion of mine but it could be i have been duly noting uh celebs who are like in my tv show i don't know when it's coming back but i'm still gonna maybe do this red carpet thing and i'm like boom they absolutely gained 15 pounds and i'm so happy for them yeah and like and like that. i respect it where it's just sort of like could you just let your pants out a little bit and like i know there are expectations of tv perfection but i'm also feeling like i'm watching celebs just get normal amounts of body fat on them yeah, and i'm like people. can we can we just restore Start this and and they're allowed to be on TV looking like this, like a normal person, please. You no, know, that anyways. that would be that would be too much. I did like when like Will Smith posted a, a photo on Instagram during the pandemic where he's like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm in the fucking worst shape of my life, guys. <laughs> and it's not like he looked horrible, but it was just like funny, like seeing that yeah. honesty. Like, I really let myself go, guys. What the fuck do you want from me? We're in a pandemic. We're now that being said, Carl, your calorie intake's pretty up there. What what's your secret? What's your secret, what's your uh, secret for staying so fit? I do a 15-minute <laughs> high-intensity interval session every day when I wake up, no matter what happened the night before. Wow. Wow. Okay. First thing, first thing out of bed. You hit it. I've I've been um reading so much more that it's more about those bursts that like, it is. like uh shock your metabolism and heart to just be mm -hmm. like and this is a trajectory we're on for the day you know it's and way healthier than like running for an hour and also dude. like working out in a fasted state like when you wake up and you haven't eaten in several hours that's like way more effective interesting i that's I what i do that. and i just i got that peloton and i'll go crazy for 20 minutes and then i'll be like now it's time for breakfast then i'll like go back two hours later and do like another 20 it's great Great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, guys, mm -hmm. guys, we'll shell, we'll, we'll share this intel and also some photos of Carl's abs <laughs> oh uh, later on the social media. <laughs> okay, but, but, but yeah. let's 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 hone in on on you, Carl, a bit. You know, we we know you love food. We know you love drink. We know that you are a restaurant enthusiast, and and not only that, 
an amazing customer, an amazing like visitor <laughs> of all these places. And so we'd like yeah. to salute. We want to salute the good guests today. Thank and we think you. that is you. Yeah. Thank you. I know we've spoken in the past is like, you don't really have server experience. You did you bartend? Oh no, I do. Yeah. I, I, I served, I bartended. Yeah. Many years. How did this go so wrong? I, Okay, my bad. Because I, I, I mean, like, we just one hundred percent wanted to have you on as just a normal, like, let's talk right. about. You. Okay, so let me read. Sure. Either way. Okay, so Pop great. the brakes. I've been on Fuck. all sides of it, baby. Well, that okay. I knew that. I absolutely knew that about you because I was like, oh, I know you were like Barbandini for a minute, right? And like some other. Spots. No, I just but, like drinking there. Yeah. Okay, I have a very <laughs> false narrative about you where I felt like I had asked you when we started the podcast, like, had you ever waited tape? Oh my God, I might be making this up and mixing well, it here, up. Well, here, actually, to be fair, my serving career was very short okay. because I started serving in a Mexican restaurant where my brother was a bartender. He was like a ski bum living in Aspen, Colorado. He would bartend and just ski. This was like in his early 20s. He's like <laughs> a responsible doctor with the family now. But this is when we were younger. I was in college. So every break I'd have from college, I'd go to Aspen and like work at this Mexican restaurant tequila bar where he worked. So he like, you know, he's like, oh, my little brother's here. Give him a job. They're like, okay, this place is like a shit show. It's all like young people, <laughs> ski bums. Like it was the type of place where like I'd be a server and I'd like fuck up and I'd be like, ah, shit. And then the manager would be like, Carl, I'm going to need to see you downstairs in my office. And I'd be like, oh no, he's going to yell at me. And then I'd go in and he'd be like, Carl, I'm going to need you to hit this bong right now. You need to chill the hell out. And I just rip a bong and go right back to work. So it was that kind of environment. I was like, nothing I was happens like a, that some fresh yeah, powder can't exactly. fix in the morning. I was like a way bigger stoner then, so I was high a lot. But uh, I was a terrible server. Like, I never learned how to do the tray right. I remember we had these giant margaritas that were like fishbowl oh, size. They're horrible. Yeah. No one, like, no one should yeah. really be proud but they of have that a skill. Stem. Yeah. yeah. They have a stem, but like a fishbowl on a stem. We called them trouble buckets. And I had like four of those. <laughs> and I remember I just fucking dumped them on a table, just like shattered mm -hmm. glass all over a guy. Mm -hmm. So they were like, I mean Carl, like, you're, you're not cut out for the server life. We're going to make you a bar back. So that was like my first bar job. And then I was behind the bar from there on out. And then you sort of like, you like, suddenly you were like, I do look good in a Hawaiian shirt. You know? You, yeah. So we had so much more fun behind the bar because we're just like drinking constantly. And then in LA, when I graduated and started doing comedy, I got a bar job in Venice Beach and worked there for many years when I was starting on comedy. No shit. Okay. Well, you know, I, I met you, you know, it's like, it's like. Andrea is a Chicago-based comic. I was for a long time, but then, like, I fucking took a decade detour into New York City. So I met you, obviously, later in all of our careers. So it is funny where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. They had a whole life here in California before I met them. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's yeah, not. Yeah, I worked at, like, uh, it was like a club. It was like it was like the, the, the early mid-aughts when everything was like a supper club for some reason. It was like, eh, yeah, supper club. You're like, this is just a shitty nightclub that has like ahi tuna sliders. Like this is not a supper Ooh, club. It was just a yeah. dance club that had pretty bad food. Although the ahi sliders were actually pretty solid. And I started as a bar back and worked my way up to bartender. And it was like, I made so much money, but it was like a shit show in there. 
Um, I can imagine too, like, you know, um, God, there was, I, I am, when you're thinking about that kind of like you're saying Venice and sort of those like beach facing forward <laughs> kind of, you know, yeah. the, the, um, like, uh, what's it called? Like the Hamptons version of that. There was like this crazy place in the Hamptons called the sloppy tuna. And you're just kind of <laughs> like, I'm imagining West coast version of that. And you're like, this whole thing sounds like a mess. And, uh, well, it was way less posh than a Hamptons operation because this was like, it used to be a Mexican strip club, uh, <laughs> before it became like the supper club. So like all the dudes that used to come to the Mexican strip club just kept coming. And they were like, gang members in the mexican mafia who were like high up dudes it was like oh yeah don't mess with those guys those guys are in the mexican mafia just like whatever they want we were like okay okay yes don't mess with the gang members good um the guy who was the uh the, the cohen brothers used as the prototype for jeffrey jeffrey lebowski the dude in the big lebowski he hung out there all the time nice. it was that type of vibe uh, oh, fuck. So, yeah, a, a little gritty. There was a lot of fights uh, happening, a lot of cocaine usage happening. Uh, but, you know, fun time. So now, like, was there a moment where the serving life just kind of like, do you feel like you've walked away from it? Do you feel like you can say like that is behind God, I, I hope Would, so. You never I know. know. It's like, I don't have a lot of skill sets. No, it's it's weird. I I absolutely revisited it myself personally before the pandemic uh, hit, and before I could fully be publicly shamed. I was back working some, um, you know, private parties at sure. you know, doing catering events and all because I'm just like, what the fuck? I I don't come from a trust fund. Sure. Like, what am I supposed to do for money if like I can't get a writing job or whatever? Yeah. And uh, so, yes, it's a skill set that's always there. Um, but I think it, it it can be a burn sometimes when you are have been pursuing very relentlessly, uh, you know, trying to trying to make it in some aspect or another, whether you are contributing to online content, uh, actual TV, having a great podcast, et cetera, et cetera. But um, so, yes, it can be like it's a skill that's always there and there are great people that are always there. But I feel like you kind of like turned the corner and became like the ultimate customer. <laughs> I mean, I think because uh, I had other bar jobs after that and my last bar job was kind of like in a nicer restaurant, like making craft cocktails where I learned all that shit. But like I think having those experiences, you know, it's and it's like a cliche that like everyone should work a service job at some point in their lives for, for the perspective. We but it's just it like, that's just like, uh, like a true fact. Like once you're on the other side of it, there, you can't look at it the same way. Like anyone yeah. who is like a dick to any kind of service staff is like an anathema to me. It's like, I, it, that's just like, that's like one of the worst things you could ever do. Um, and yeah, obviously it's like, I love going to restaurants. I love drinking at bars. I know what goes into it from the other side of it. It's like, mm -hmm. why would I not be the most gracious you know, and I, I, I'm thankful to be there. I'm thankful I can go to a restaurant and have a nice dinner. So it's like, why would I, why would I not be the most gracious fucking guest I can be? Just yeah. basic well, humanity, for God's <laughs> sake. Uh, yeah, and and not only that, you were you were, um, you know, with your podcast with yelling about pate, and then you as yourself, you're constantly celebrating the industry, right? And you're you're yeah, giving back I in mean, a way. And it, I, I think that's important because it's like. You know, obviously, I love comedy. Comedy is making people laugh. Laughter is one of the best things in the world. But it's like, you know, besides like comedy and music, like 
when you go out, it's like, you want to go to a bar or restaurant. It's like, right. that's like where I spend most of my time. You know, it's like bar and restaurants are like the backbone of any city of any like culture. And you know, it's, it's all about the people. So it's like, you know, if, if you're not in love with bars and restaurants, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Well, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> People are like, I don't even go out. I'm like, well, well, what do you do? I sit at home and watch Netflix. I'm like, that's not me. That's just, you know, and like, I, I salute you right now because you're like, I, I'm really trying to wake my brain up from this pandemic. It's been, it's been hard uh, because uh, like I, I'm okay. I won't lie. Uh, I maybe accidentally went to bed at nine o'clock last night. Um, oh my God. And- During the pandemic, I was like, it's eight 30. Let's fucking call yeah, it. What about- I was eating dinner at like sure. 5 PM. I was like an old person. I was like, <laughs> okay, it's 5 30. Okay. I'm fucking making dinner. I'm bored. Thank you for not judging me. Okay. Thank you for embracing me with love in that. I, I was like, I cannot tell you the last time I was asleep at nine 15, just some like the mood was right. I was like, I don't know. I've done a lot today already. Good night. Um, but I knew full well, I was like, you're going to be up in five hours, bitch. And of course yeah. it hit like, sure. like I, I just suddenly was like, oh, and it was 2 a.m. And then I was. You just like left. bolt upright in bed. Yes. <laughs> like just five solid hours of sleep and BVP is ready to go. And it's 2 a.m. You know, had I still lived in New York City, I would have caught two more hours of bar hangs, you know, yeah. but. Mm-hmm. We're not in that world. We're not at that age anymore. But something I spent two hours in bed, uh, very uh, with a- with anxiety to some level or another, remembering and recalling and just kind of having some quiet time to be like, Brooke, like this pandemic is like yeah. fucking clouding your brain. You got to check in with number one. From time I to time, did. Right and, here. <laughs> and I really had like a celebration of like, the brave, adventurous, curious person I used to be. And I'm like, that shit has been shut down big Look, time. we all went insane this year. Don't, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Honestly, don't be too oh, hard yeah. yourself. It was like, it was, no, a, it was an I, insane time I get it. I, I, I fully get it. But I think, you know, to some degree or another, um, that like, I had such a comfort level in New York and I haven't found my spots in LA. And like, I really do look to you as someone who is a tastemaker. Um, when I'm like, Ooh, Carl likes that. Like, I want to go check that out. And I've absolutely probably between, you know, and your co-host Joel, you know, who yeah. we wished was on the, he, uh, he's like, he's uh he's an actual working chef. So he's like working, yeah. especially he's working a catering gig, actually doing a job as opposed to me, just fucking, uh, you know, spouting off about shit exactly um but I mean, it's, it's it just i i i have kind of like put it to myself and andrea too because i'm like andrea you and i would like go to cities together like we do oh my god vacations to meet up and with we one will another again and, i know and you know i'm, yeah, I'm getting back again. out there a little i'm getting back out there a little bit at a time brian and i are going to dinners we're eating inside we ate at the bearish for our anniversary how was it, it was, oh man it was it, it looks really good, good. It's beautiful in there yeah. too. And we were just like, we're just we're just gonna each have six cocktails tonight. Like, yeah. you know, it was standard, one of those nights. Standard. Like we're gonna order everything. Evening. Yeah. Like, you know, we've got reservations to girl and the goat next week. We're trying, we're getting we're like yeah. we're slowly like it's getting time. back out there and doing these things. Not not only like that we love doing, and now that we're out there again, is we're so appreciative of the staff and everybody on that side of it. And I think like you, Carl, like I am so much like you where it's like, I did it forever. And now I feel like 
once you're in, you know, and you appreciate so much and you just want to celebrate and give back. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, not to pat ourselves on the back, well, no, but that's... I think everybody, <laughs> you know, we all know once you're in and you appreciate it, you're the, you, you want me sitting at your bar. Let's have a good time. You know, that, that's what was funny about those initial months where I would be like, I'm going to order delivery because I need to support local restaurants. I'm a yeah. hero. Right. And I was really patting myself. I, I would like use it as an excuse to order way, way too much to leave it. I'm like, I should cook. No, I should support my friends in the food beverage industry. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I, I have to shame myself publicly. Like, like, cause I keep being like, oh man, I'm the kind of customer you want at the end of your bar or at your restaurant. And I've been like living and trying to believe in that truth. And then I was at like bone kettle in Pasadena on Sunday and I was like, ah, oh my God, hi, all oh, so excited to be here to support. It's been a minute. And I was like, okay, real quick question. Um, the way you prepare the pork belly hash, can you do that with the oxtail instead? And like immediately like made, I did like a choose yeah. your own menu. And I, and I, I thought it was like really clear where I was just like, can I have the pork belly hash, but instead of pork, can I have the oxtail? And then she was like, well, Oh, you know what we have? We have an oxtail hash. And I was like, oh, no, 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 I know that. And then, and then I was like, and then the dance began. And I was like, fuck. Like, I was like, I beat that. You, be, like, you became you everything it. you, you ever blew hated. it, Brooke. I know. I, and I blow it a lot. <laughs> and I try, I like, I really try not to. Like, we, we, you got have the self awareness, though. A lot of people don't. It's fucking embarrassing. I, th I was like, in my server brain, I was like, I think this is like a pretty, I was like, I, the meat is not mixed in preemptively with a potato. I guarantee it. And, and blah, 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 <laughs> you know? And so I was like, can they do? And I was, I was like, and I'll pay the oxtail price. I, you know, I, I tried every you trick tried. where I was you like, tried. you know, and she was like, what? And then I was like, oh no. And then I was just like, I just really don't want pork belly for breakfast. Cause that's so fucking intense. I know oxtails. <laughs> not like much better i love but, oxtail so you're preaching the choir over here uh, okay but it, it and and then then she got it right and then all was cool and i'm still not sure if i was given the right breakfast but she's like how is it and i was like oh it's so good you know and i was just like eight million percent tip and like but was it good though um it was um I should have gone for the ramen. Like it's uh, like okay. bo bone kettle is really dope. And yeah, I've we never just, been, but I've heard good things. It's a weird time of day when it's 11 AM when I was like, am I going full ramen already? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. do I? Yeah. I didn't know what to do. And I, I, I fucking, know. I panicked and I did a brunchy bullshit thing and I should have done mm. like their $30 oxtail ramen, which is apparently like you live, you, you live, you learn. We're all relearning the ins and outs of this. It's goddamn true. thing. We call One day out. at a time. Um, so, Carl, for those of us who, you know, don't know and our listeners out there who don't know anything about your podcast, Yelling About Pate, why don't you, why don't you tell us a yeah. little bit about it? Uh, We're so glad yeah. you're back. We're so I'm glad so you're glad back. to be back. Uh, it's basically me, a comedian who loves food, and my friend Joel, who's a chef who's pretty funny in his own right, and he loves comedy. And we kind of started on the thesis that, I'm, you know, we've talked about this. You guys, I'm sure, talked about this, that, like, comedy and and like the the food world like the, the kitchen industry specifically they share a lot of similar things you know like uh they're kind of like 
renegade professions on the outskirts of uh, polite or normal society. You, you exist outside of the nine to five world. You're at work when everyone else is enjoying themselves. You're giving pleasure to others and comedians in the form of laughter and chefs in the form of food, you know, and, and that's love. You're giving love to other people. You're serving. Comedians really is, is a service job. Um, also the culture, it's like in the kitchen, it's all about shitting on your friends in a funny way to tear them down, but it's because you love each other. Comedians do that. You know, that's how the comedians show love. Uh, and the kitchen culture is very like jokes and busting balls, as is the comedian culture. Um, a lot of bad tattoos, a lot of substance abuse issues, a lot of assholes. You know, it's the same thing, really. Both industries. Yeah. Re- things really get roasted. Things get burned. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. uh, also, so, yeah, also, coming from that, it was yeah. like uh, just kind of, we, you know, we have chefs and comedians on and just kind of talk about whatever we want to talk about and, uh, you know, just have a good time with people who are or have the kind of the same viewpoint as us. Cool. It's a real, so I mean, fun. it's a really fun podcast. You know, we, we very, uh, very much support and are into you guys. I, I think too, like, there's also like the weird trifecta of like what you, me and Andrea have is also like, and then also most food, like, like comedians, people who pursue comedy have extensive, uh, service industry kitchen well, backgrounds yeah, because course. that's how we make our money so mm-hmm. that we can have flexibility. You know, if you're pursuing other entertainment arts, there's a chance you are also, you know, completely hanging out in the, in the kitchen and service world and um, have uh, four times the amount of uh, substance abuse uh, propensities exactly. than most folks. Exactly. Yeah. We definitely talk about that. We have comedians. I try to have comedians on who are like, I mean, obviously like everyone loves food in their own way. Like, It'd be weird if someone's like, I don't like food at all, but I like to have comedians on who are like passionate about food or have like some background or, you know, some connection to it that they're like very fun to talk with and engaging to talk with. Um, and then as for chefs, like we just have chefs that like restaurants we really like or chefs who just like seem cool or like a chef who's like funny, you know, has like funny stories in the kitchen. So yeah, it's, it's pretty loose. I mean, we, you know, we, we keep it pretty loose. Sometimes we get somewhat drunk. Sometimes we don't. Uh, you know, uh, we've done some on-location stuff. Actually, nice. at Bar Bandini, you mentioned Bar Bandini. We uh, went there for their anniversary and got drunk with the owner and recorded that. So, wow. you know, we have we have fun. And it's a fun way to just, like, you know, like be at a restaurant I love and then talking to the chef, like, yeah, come to the podcast. Let's, you know, let's hang yeah. out, you know. We, that's, that, that's what we do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? There's nothing like two, a, a few mezcals in your belly and then you're inviting everybody to come on your podcast. Yeah, you know? get over here. Mm-hmm. Hey. Um, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Carl, do, do you and Joel have uh, an objective for this like sort of uh, comeback foray into the next uh, however many episodes you're going to drop? I don't know. Or- I mean, Obviously, we're coming out of a weird time, but we're mm-hmm. like in this kind of cool zone right now where everything feels like it's really getting going again. There's like an increased energy. There's so many cool pop ups happening. Everything's like back open and, and going. And uh, I think we just kind of want to celebrate that as opposed to dwelling on the fucking weirdness. I mean, we were on hiatus but pretty much for all of COVID. So we just kind of came back with like a hopeful, forward looking attitude. And obviously, L.A. is such a dynamic and cool food city. There's so much fun mm-hmm. shit happening. So it's just kind of like, hey, let's uh, let's highlight the good shit. Let's talk about the shit we're excited about. Let's have funny comedians on and, uh, you know, just keep keep doing what we've been doing. 
<laughs> you know, I agree. And like, obviously, like you know, R.I.P. to all of our our fallen restaurants that didn't make it. And oh bars my didn't god, make it, which is R. such R. a shame. Pacific Dining Car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the like you said, the pop ups and all this, the the new kids on the block, if you will, and the changes that are happening uh, in the food scene in LA. You know, as like a someone coming from Chicago, it's really exciting to see a lot of like new inventive stuff that I was seeing there that's like in LA not and again I've been here six years and I think LA is amazing an amazing food town so different than anywhere anywhere else like culturally like the kind of food you can get here you can't get anywhere else you know but it's just it's fun it's fun and exciting and I'm glad you've like you you're 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 saddled in and you're riding that bunk and bronc like down down from restaurant to restaurant yeah I'm saddled in exciting to see Mm -hmm. yeah it's awesome I mean it's it's a fun time like our first episode back, we had Wes Avila, who's a chef who started Gorilla Tacos, which became a huge yes. LA institution. He went from street cart to truck to opening a brick and mortar. And that's then- where Brooke works. That's where. I, that's 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 when I like. That's when I was. Just oh like, yeah, I I'm totally coming back to the service that. industry. I mean, we never met. He didn't know I, you know. But I, I the people right. who work under him, who organize that shit, are really great sure. people. I immediately was like, oh, he's got a great staff. Yeah. Well, he um, left Gorilla Tacos during right. the pandemic. He, okay. he walked away from it. It was kind of his baby. And he just opened up a little place called Angry Egret Dinette in Chinatown that was oh, just started yeah. as a window. Yeah, so he started just doing uh, sandwiches and tortas and breakfast burritos at a little window. He ran it in Chinatown. Now he's got indoor dining. He's doing dinner menus. He's doing taco pop-ups. He's got a whole courtyard. He's got his uh, beer and wine license. So, again, he's kind of built something from nothing. And it's like the, it. that kind of dynamicism is like, you know, just fun to talk about, fun to watch and fun to partake in. I and I have to say that, like, for all the questions I have about, like, you know, like, what does life look like after a pandemic? Like creatively, what I care about cul- in the culinary world or whatever, I'm just like. I keep going back to feeling a strong feeling toward giving a pop-up a try. I feel like you would have more success than ever before in this bizarre time. And um, it feels exciting. And like people would, you know, bet on you if, if you put out a good product, I think pop-ups are really exciting because it's like, you don't have anything to lose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all there is, it doesn't you go well. Can, like, you're like, all right, maybe that's yeah, not you're like, move. all right, we'll try again tomorrow. I you popped know? up. Yeah. Now I'm going to pop down. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Pop back down. I'll pop back down real quick. <laughs> all right, pop back up. When I want to pop back up, I'll do it. <laughs> Wait, uh, real quick. I don't know if Andrew has done this yet. Have Have you had one of the um the fucking uh fried fish sandwiches from Little Fish? Carl? No, yes. not yet. Yeah, we're going. We're going to do it. We're going to make a day. I keep telling Brian we need to go, and yeah, I'm ready. No, and I'm, I'm, and. and Char- charting their rise is kind of like, like a perfect microcosm of the pop-up thing because yep. they started during the pandemic out of their house in Echo Park and I would just walk over there. And this was before they were doing the sandwich. They were just doing fried fish, right. not in sandwich form. They'd give you a cold beer out their window and it was adorable. Then they started doing the sandwich and they started getting heat. Then it was like everyone wanted the sandwich. It was too busy for their house. They started popping up at Smorgasburg, that big it. thing on Sundays. Now they're yeah. doing $200 private dinners with wine pairings at people's homes. So it's like Hello. that that ability to like rise from, you know, just starting shit at your in your house to like, I oh, we're it. like uh, booked off for months doing crazy private dinners. It's like, that's really what it's all about, you know? I love it. And that sandwich that's is great. awesome. The sandwich is great. 
That sandwich, I, I, I kind of like, I had to take a little bit of a nap. That's not my usual diet because I, I, I also, I was just like, oh shit, there's like pasta salad, chips, a beer, and this fish uh, sandwich. It's and so I was good. just like, I'm a slightly gluten intolerant person. And that was like oh, an nap, offense. Nap time. But I was just like, I have to, like, I, like, I gotta do it all. So the sandwich was the main star. And I was like, oh my God, I mean, it, this is so If good. I'm lucky, I can get my hands on one before a year's end at this point. I yeah. know, it's like, hilarious. I did have the fish sandwich at its set, which is like not the same thing, but theirs is also super solid. I so really like it's that. That's another place that I was going to pre COVID and then watching them kind of weather the storm of COVID, they started selling hot sauces and they made a little patio mm -hmm. and they started doing like brunch and shit. And they're you know, great. I, oh, I, I just love, went there for dinner. I'm like, wonderful. I love this place. Great neighborhood mm -hmm. restaurant for Silver Lake. And Silver Lake actually doesn't have a lot of good ones, which is, uh, you know, maybe the opposite of what you might think. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's weird. Um, well, again, we could we could when we could talk about this all day. But well, I feel and also <laughs> like like, you know, if Joel's available down the line, it'd be really fun to have you both back on together. Let us know what you're up to. But um, again, like all we have to say is like, Car Carl, you are sort of like you're an inspiration to just like get out there and keep like sitting down and feasting and being like a harbinger of good restaurant right. energy. We love it. We adore you for it. You make me feel jealous for Thank you. being more motivated to get out there. That's the whole I point am. of Instagram. If you're not making other people feel jealous, what are you even doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you even on it? You know, girl, what you even doing? Um, I love it. And then, you know, please, we, I would love to yell about pate with you guys anytime. So please sure. have, Andrea, have us Andrea on. Andrea would love to be a guest at some point down the road, you know? Yes. Um, you know, season 25, but, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm gonna wait. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but yes, do you want to plug anything before you go? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the podcast is available. SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. We uh, we do a new episode every Thursday. You can follow the podcast on Twitter or Instagram at Yap Pod. That's Y A P P O D. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Carl Hess. That's K A R L H E S S. I'm posting about food. I'm posting about restaurants. I'm posting about all the stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah. Wait, and, you know, we, we were doing a, a pop-up of our own, which was a food, wine, comedy show pre-COVID. We're going to be bringing that back. That's called a Moose Boosh. Nice. Um, so, you know, that's in the works. So we got we got stuff coming down the line, you know. I'm going to just say it on here, and you can feel free to deny me in front of our friends and followers. But uh, if you ever need help with that or want to pair some fun podcasts that are food and service oriented all together yeah. and reapproach some shit, you you know, you just let us know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the future. That's the future right there. It is, it the, is the future. It's the future. Pop up podcasts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. Heard it here first. Pop guys. up podcasts and crypto viruses coming out of the ice. This is what yes, we have yeah. to look forward to. Yes. Yeah, pew pew. We'll we'll fight him off. Um, well, Brendan Fraser, nineteen, coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> I accept his dad bod, even if he got ripped again. Whatever. I like. Yeah. I accept Brendan Fraser. Whatever you want to do, Brenda. Whatever you want to do, we support you, Brenda. <laughs> Carl, thanks so much. It was so great chatting with Thank you. Thank you I'm guys sure so we'll much. See, we'll we'll see you out and about soon. I I'll sure see you better. at the bar. I'll see you at see the bar. bar man. Well, just tell us where to go, and we'll see you. We really okay. do need to meet up. Please, I don't have a social life. Tell me where I'll to go. I'll be at Bar Bandini. <laughs> you know, I'll be there. Really? So. 
Yeah, I go okay. there all the time. Right. Always. Okay, holler. All right. Or maybe see, at their new, lo- maybe Grant. Maybe you'll Ooh. be at their new location, oh, Grant, which I will. is actually down the street from where Brooks lives. So oh, I can walk there, bitch. Great cocktails. Go. Great cocktails. Um, all right, guys. Well, Carl, again, thank you so much. You guys, thanks for listening. Brooke, you know what we say at the end of every episode. Godspeed. And good tips, guys. Have a great week.